name is Shannon, and thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Casuals Only with Friends. Uh, Today I'm joined by two lovely people. We have a three-time podcast returner over here. We have Miss Sarah. Hello. Thank you for having me again. Hello, hello. Of course. And then we have a newbie here um, in the community. He's known as Lucky Starlord. But in reality, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yo, hi, I'm Les. Um, I'm Woo! glad to come by. Sweet. Well, today's episode is about um, what is quite possibly my favorite show that I've seen from 2020, like, or at least during this year. Ooh, it is Cobra Kai. Yeah, Cobra Kai. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. Uh, (laughs) Uh, But before we go into Cobra Kai, I want to know, what else have you guys been watching lately? Oh, um, I guess if uh, I'm starting out first, yeah, I've been on a real anime kick recently. Um, uh, I finally got around to the second uh, furry anime of of, uh, 2020 Netflix. Uh, I I started the year with Beastars, eventually got around to (laughs) DNA. Oh, (laughs) it's strange. They're most most definitely laying it on thick. They were like, yeah, y'all going to be furries this year. Y'all going to be furries this year. (laughs) I mean, 2020 has been a strange year, so furry anime on Netflix does not surprise me. And apparently I hear it's pretty good. Yeah, what's it all? Beastars. Beastars. Beastars is is just like a class act. I think it's a home run for sure. (laughs) BNA is just like, um, it's Trigger. Trigger is fun. Trigger is cute. But like, you know, I I don't think you should think too deep on any Trigger show if if you're well versed into it. If if you're thinking hard about uh, Kill a Kill, I think you're doing it wrong. That's true. I mean, have you only been watching anime, or is there anything else you've been no, watching? There's been, less? there's been like some live action shows in there. At the moment, it's kind of hard to place because like time. What even is that this year? It's uh, it's real jumbled <laughs> up at the moment. But um, what what is what is another show I've watched? Because like I know there was like another one that really caught me. It's okay, we understand. You really yeah. like furry anime. <laughs> no, no, you know what? I made a mistake. I should not have started with that. <laughs> I should not have led with that. How about you, Sarah? While he thinks about maybe some different shows you've seen, <laughs> what about you? Um, so I've been watching some movies. I just watched Unpregnant on HBO Max, which was really cute. It's about this girl who lives in a very conservative area, and the only place she can go to to get a um, uh, an abortion is in New Mexico. So she gets, like, an old friend of hers to drive her all the way to Albuquerque, and it's just, like, all the things that happen to them while they're doing it. Um, that was cute. I just, I feel like I watched the same shows over and over and over again. I watched Solar Opposites again. <laughs> I watched, um, what else? Oh, really? I tried yeah. to get into Solar Opposites and I couldn't do it. It's weird because it's like the same voice as Rick and Morty, but a different character. So, yeah. it's, it's like you have to It also to, like... just seems like really derivative, though. Mm-hmm. Kind yeah. of, yeah. I, it took me a few, uh 
times watching it to like really get into it but I mean that's how I was with Rick and Morty the first time around too like especially the second or third season I was like I don't know if I can keep watching the show but then like you get into it you start to laugh at the jokes you get to like find little easter eggs within the episodes themselves yeah um, what else have I been watching oh you go you go I have nothing really much to add to that, so you can go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> look, 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 I finally, I finally realized another show that I can say I've watched, so I'm not just tight cast as the furry on this cast right now. Um, Umbrella Academy. I, I All finally, right. I finally yeah. got around to it. I yeah, like watched right. the first three episodes when the first season dropped, and then like I kind of dropped it, not not because it was bad or anything, just because you forgot life about happened. it. Yeah. yeah, life happened, and then like. I got back around to it, and I was like, ooh, okay, <laughs> this show is doing things. Um, I think I wrote, I might have also low-key wrote it off, because I thought it had, like, kind of, like, the boys' energy, and I'm not okay. quite sure if I'm, like, ready for that yet. I'm not kind of ready for that pessimism, but, like, Umbrella <laughs> Academy actually has, like, a strange heart to it, I think. It, yeah. it really is just, like, um, family at the end of the day, and oddly enough. <laughs> that was another show I got into. Yeah, I thought Umbrella Academy was okay, but that's a completely other podcast. I just yeah. think it's funny that you said the boys and pessimism, and I was thinking about it, and I've been watching a lot of really pessimistic shows lately. <laughs> um, I caught up on The Boys Season 2. It's still as gross and insane as ever. No yo, surprise yo. there. One thing I uh, want to learn, one thing I want to learn about The Boys, like, the, the one spoiler I want to learn going in, because all of Twitter's been blowing up about her. Uh, Stormfront, the uh, the uh, Nazi superhero that I heard about. Um, she is, like, a part of the main seven, right? She's, like, she's like a part of the, like, Boys Justice League, right? Yeah, that's not really a spoiler, though, because in all of the trailers for season two, Stormfront's introduced because of what happens to members in the previous season you know okay so like they got like a nazi on on, on on like their justice league does she does she actually just get away with hate crimes all the time like that's just something that she can do i mean it is the boys i don't i Bruh. mean i don't want to get into spoilers but she is a very uh interesting character to say the least to say she's a nazi though i think um like, bro, I don't it's, know. it's everyone's There's favorite. more Nazi characters in freaking Watchmen. But everyone? I digress. Yeah. Uh, but I digress. I've just been waiting nope. for the full season to be out because I just want to sit there and binge it. Yeah. I feel like that's just easier for me with that show. Because I'll just. Like, I I'll prefer start binging it and then content. Just, like, lose interest in it when I'm waiting for the next episode. Yeah, I prefer binging content as well, which mm -hmm. leads me to my next point, that I've been binging um, Mr. Robot. So that's yes. been an interesting experience as well. Rami Malek is insane. I, he's mm -hmm. a, such a versatile actor. I just was... I, I mean, I should have known because I've seen him in, you know, like Until Dawn and Bohemian Rhapsody and stuff. But I just he really Twilight and he's in Breaking Dawn. I yes, totally forgot he is. He, Dawn. <laughs> he is. He's one of the like um, family clans. Like you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. He's from oh, Arabia. Oh, Twilight. Yeah. Oh God. Well, en enough about that. Uh, let's get into <laughs> what we came here to talk about today, which is Cobra Kai. 
Um, but before we start getting into it, let's just give a little bit of background, right? Um, yeah. Cobra Kai is a spin-off sequel to the Karate Kid franchise. Have you guys seen Karate Kid before? Yes. What's your experience with the film? Um, I've seen uh, I've seen the first film. Uh, I don't think I've seen... Apparently, the, the original Karate Kid was a part of a trilogy, right? Something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've not seen two or three. So, like, uh, this bit later that we'll probably talk about during season two when they show some, uh, they give this reveal and they show us some footage. I'm all like, oh, I didn't even know that. I'm, I'm, I'm learning along with the show. Um, uh, yeah, I watched the original and then I probably like years later watched the one with Jaden Smith. And that was like the, the, the long and short of my experience with Karate Kid. I had no further attachment to it than that. Because, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a proud uh, a fucking Zoomer boy, you know? I, I, I'm out here watching Nicktoons. It's fine. I don't, I, don't, I don't need to be in this 80s nostalgia loop. But Cobra what Kai. You, yeah. What do you think, Sarah? I know you seem to be kind of into Karate Kid, huh? I am into Karate Kid. I thought the kid who played Daniel was very cute when I was younger. Um, I, <laughs> my first... Um, introduction into Karate Kid wasn't Karate Kid though it was the next Karate Kid which was with Hilary Swank as like quote-unquote the Karate Kid wow and mm-hmm. it it doesn't follow Cobra Kai or Karate Kid whatsoever it's this own little story but it, she's like related to Daniel somehow I think it's like her uncle or something but it's it's not nearly as good as the first one and once you like, if you watch that one and then watch Karate Kid, you're like, oh, this one's way better than the one with Hilary Swank. And then I've seen the sequels, um, but I haven't seen the sequels. Like, I didn't watch them until I was, like, in my 20s. I knew they existed. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have, like, any um, desire to watch them. And then I did. I was like, these aren't nearly as good. They're like they like try and follow the same plot line of him like falling in love with a girl and like having to beat up a guy and like do this whole tournament thing and it just it doesn't yeah. work. Um, and then I saw the one with Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan and that one's just a waste of time in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so I've actually never seen Karate Kid. The only Karate Kid I've seen is the one with Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan, and I have. No memory of it. I really don't. It was <laughs> that exactly forgettable. <laughs> it was that forgettable of a film for me that I completely forgot it existed. So uh. <laughs> I finished some TV shows, had no idea what to watch, and my partner looks at me and they're like, hey, let's watch some Cobra Kai. And I was like, fuck it. I have no idea what's going to be happening, but let's do this. And wow, that show does a really great job of giving you the exposition that you need without like requiring you to see the original Karate Kid. Now, if anything, it made me really want to watch Karate Kid to have that experience. Exactly. Oh, yeah. But to watch Cobra Kai, you don't have to really watch Karate Kid. And I thought that was pretty... Uh, I thought that was very smart of them, very clever, because you can introduce more people to the fan base. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it's most definitely solid to establish a good jumping on point. Um, it really is a big investment. Like, um, with a lot of these Netflix shows, I think part of the reason why I might hesitate to hop on a new one that everyone likes is because usually it's like, uh, they're 40 to 40 minutes to 50 minutes long, mm-hmm. and they're like 10 episodes a pop, and it's just like a whole investment. And if you're going to add like a movie on top of that from like 30, 40 years ago that I have to watch, that's, that's a whole thing. But this, this series really did seem like when, um, I was given the task to watch this before a podcast. It was like, oh, they're like about 30 minutes an episode. And um, yeah. it's like very easy to follow along with the uh, Karate Kid lore. Exactly. And speaking of Karate Kid lore, for those of you who haven't seen Karate Kid or you have seen it too bad, uh, here's a quick little synopsis. Essentially, the original Karate Kid is about a kid named Danny LaRusso who moves from New Jersey to New Jersey to California um, with his mother, right? Um, Danny instantly butts heads with Johnny Lawrence, the what the all-time Valley champ karate champion for Cobra Kai. And he gets on his bad side because he was flirting with Allie. Dun dun dun. Essentially he gets his ass beat and Mr. Miyagi steps in, saves the day, takes his kid under his wing, and then he fucking kicks Johnny Lawrence's ass. The end. Very easy. Very easy to follow. It's a simple story, right? It's about the underdog. Yeah, very TLDR, very abridged. (laughs) There's a couple of uh, elements like this one crazy abusive dude, but you know, we'll we'll get to it when we get to it. Oh, don't worry. We will get to him. (laughs) If if, uh, if we're talking about the same person. (laughs) Because there's plenty of abusive adults in this series. What the fuck? (laughs) For for sure. Like with a series about teaching kids karate. It's like, like, yeah, bro. Yeah. Uh, I. I mean, Karate Kid was successful when it came out. It was created on an $8 million budget, and it grossed over $100 million in box office sales. Those returns speak volumes in and of itself. Um, Cobra Kai? Oh, go ahead. Fun little fact. Who knows the band The 1975? Um, I've heard of them. Okay, the lead singer, Maddie Healy, is a big fan of the movie karate kid and in one of their unreleased songs he's talking to a girl and he's like i'm never going to watch karate kid with you again something crazy like that and it's the funniest (laughs) fucking thing to me that he's like i'm not gonna watch karate kid with you but it definitely (laughs) it transcends cultures and generations yeah karate kid really is kind of like the underdog of film you know i Mm -hmm. mean everyone kind of pulls for this kind of ragtag little put-together film. Yeah. But it seems to strike, you know, chords in the hearts of many, uh, which led to it being revitalized through Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai was released um, from 2018 to 2019 on YouTube Red, which is now known as YouTube Premium. And then Netflix recently acquired the series, developed the third season, and that is set to release in 2021. Yeah, see, like, in my own individual research, that that really did 
take me back to like this show was already out there. It was already mm-hmm. it was on YouTube. But like um, we all know, YouTube Red was not the best f- platform. Hell, um, I bought into it early because of uh, some content creators I was following were making a show, and I was like, "Yeah, that shit only got one season because YouTube Red was not good for that. <laughs> it was not good for this kind of um, exclusive content. YouTube really is just like it's got to be free, and yeah. if it's not gonna be that." then, like, you're really crippling whatever quality content you have hidden behind that paywall. I mean, and definitely. So, I think moving over to Netflix was, the like, a really smart move. Oh, them. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the best thing that could have happened to the series. And what I know of Cobra Kai, I knew, I knew Cobra Kai existed. I just never gave it a second thought because... I don't want YouTube Premium, I don't want YouTube Red, but I knew that the series was out there, and because I watch Philip DeFranco or whatever, you know, he's talking about how it was one of the most successful shows on YouTube Red or YouTube Premium, so obviously this had a fan base going for a hot minute. So I'm sure they must be, like, jumping up and down to see it at Netflix because now it's really blown up. It held the number one spot in the United States for how long? Like, two, three weeks? Yeah. I think it's still in the top ten right now, too. Oh, yes. But it was number one for a hot minute. Oh. Yeah, like, I'm going to be honest. I I sincerely did not even know this show existed until, like, I think um, two weeks ago. I was, like, scrolling through Netflix's latest, and it was all, like, Cobra Kai. I was like, what the fuck is Cobra Kai? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, I just did something. Yeah, I did something uncharacteristic, which was, like, um, I don't do this often, but I was like, okay, just, like, let me play out the super long Netflix trailer. Let me see what this is about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, that's, uh, that's something. I'm, 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 I'm down for some middle-aged uh, rivalry happening here. Some middle-aged <laughs> beef, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I saw that long trailer too, and that's what really kind of sold us on the series. And I'm glad we did it, because Cobra Kai, like I said earlier, is the best show I've seen all year. Hands down. (laughs) Like, I can say that with my chest. I truly (laughs) believe that. Okay, okay. See, see, that's the thing, though. Like, I'm most definitely going to press you here and there throughout the rest of this podcast to really see how strong that resolve is because we watch <laughs> the same show. Yes. I, feel, I feel like there's some moments and I can be all like, you sure this is the best show in 2020? You sure yes. about that? Yes. <laughs> I love camp and it's the perfect amount of camp and <laughs> teen drama and all of that kind of like trash television that I like but with a decent storyline. <laughs> It's like yeah, if yeah. Freeform like, was trying to make like a prime time type of show. That's what it felt like. Just like ABC oh Family my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of cursing in this show. You know, honestly, awesome. honestly, didn't even really catch it that hard. I did, like. I guess actually, if I if I'm like with with Johnny, it was mainly coming from him. But like, just because of like what his character ended up kind of being presented as, I was like, this isn't isn't unnatural to me. This is not unnatural to see. But I guess with Karate Kid in mind, like, it really is like, oh, they just took this up a level a little bit. (laughs) They they took this up a bit. Well, it seems that the 
Cobra Kai, although it is telling the opposite perspective of the original Karate Kid, right? Because now we're seeing the story from Johnny Lawrence's perspective. Uh, So you're seeing it from his perspective. It's kind of aged up with the audience, though. You know, I mean, it does have those goofy, lighthearted moments, but it has aged up with the characters. I mean, Johnny's a deadbeat, what, 50-year-old who (laughs) gets fired from his handyman job, and the only thing that makes him happy is clinging on to the past, clinging on to the glory days. I mean, the show gets really depressing at times. Yeah, like, honestly, it really is just like, oh, man... From the angle of like it has like a nostalgic, uh, nostalgia cycle, like like vehicle product, it really is a lot more critical of the period of time that it came from and where uh, where the characters come from. Mm-hmm. Like criticize, like I've seen people criticize um, uh, Daniel for like uh, being this weird sanctimonious person, but. There's one thing that he's most definitely done better than Johnny is, is, is evolve with the times a bit. Like, there they are those moments where he's like, I can't understand these kids. Like, all these old fucking Gen Xers, uh, adjacent boomer dads be, be saying. But, like, <laughs> my boy John really is just out of it. He is just complete. He has not touched a computer. He has not touched the computer until the yeah, middle of like season. Yeah, because it's for nerds. It's for nerds. It's for nerds. It's for nerds. God, don't be a pussy. I swear <laughs> to, I swear to God, like, and then he gets some of the kids on that shit too, and I'm like, Hawk, bro, you were a fan of Doctor Who. How are you gonna switch up? <laughs> How are you gonna switch up, bro? Yeah, I mean, nerd shit is the mainstream shit these days. I just don't. <laughs> Sarah, how do you feel about the perspective shift, especially since you have more experience with the OG series? Well, being a complete Karate Kid freak, um, I actually saw a video not too long ago, but it was uploaded five years ago, where it actually plays with the theory that Daniel's the real bully in all of this, and that he comes into town and he just <laughs> automatically starts beating up on Johnny and, like, yes. doing all this shit. Yes! And he steals his girl and all this stuff, and Johnny's just trying to live his life, and Johnny's just trying to, like, make it make it out alive out of high school. And yes. um, it's funny how, like, the creators of Cobra Kai kind of picked up on that and, like, elaborated on that idea. So that's cool. And also it, it reminds everyone that, like, everyone's a villain in someone else's story like you're mm-hmm. when you think that you when when you think that you're being the good guy someone else is looking at you and being like oh that guy's a total dick so i <laughs> I, I think it's cool that it plays on different um perspectives another thing that i noticed was yeah. that it, it kind of played with the idea of like what if johnny was taught by like a mentor like mr miyagi and had this opportunity to use karate not as like a way to defend themselves but as a way to get to know themselves and to be uh be in peace with themselves and then it plays with the idea what if daniel was taught by like a group of peers and an instructor Mm -hmm. like cobra kai was because i feel like yeah i mean that's a very yeah, Miguel and Robbie, I, I, mm-hmm. I get exactly where you're coming from. I mean, Robbie is the Johnny Lawrence 
supposedly in this situation, and then Miguel is the Daniel type, right? Um, And I think it plays on that dynamic pretty well because even though Miguel has his moments where he's a little bit of a Cobra Kai asshole, um, at the long and short of it, he's still a good kid, you know? He's still got those... he's, He's kind of the one that brings Johnny back to center, right? He's the mm-hmm. one that redirects ship when things yeah. kind of start to get a little yeah, and that, iffy. And, and as uh and as when uh Crease enters the picture, it it kinda mm-hmm. it kinda works uh in tandem that like um when uh when Miguel would stray too far, Johnny would try his best uh best to bring him back to center and if Johnny were do so they they were mutually centering each other and then and, and that was a really really good vibe i gotta say um at that point in the story like it really is just like yeah at the core of miguel it's like um he's this cinnamon roll but like the toxicity <laughs> the, the, the toxicity of like just cobra kai because that because that is really what it boils down to at the end of the day cobra kai even in its most milk toast form is still like generally toxic Okay, and let's be realistic. Here, <laughs> Cobra Kai teaches like martial arts, almost like similar to like Krav Maga, right? Like get the victory, yeah. right? Neutralize the enemy. Which in the real world, which they love to say at Cobra Kai, we're training you for the real world, is very practical. The whole Miyagi Do, you know, balance bullshit looks nice bullshit. on television. Bullshit. Looks nice on television, but let me tell you this. This is facts. Hawk should have, could have, would have beaten Dimitri, but because this is a very nice, oh, Miyagi Do family friendly show, fucking Dimitri gets the, uh. Boy, like, boy, got him with the environmental win, bro. Yes, he was stupid. He was no, it was not smarter. He, was smarter. he wouldn't, he wouldn't have had the chance in real life. No, Let's no, be no, 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 no. You, do, you can't underestimate any opponent. And that's the thing. Cobra Kai, in, in, their, in their strength, in their arrogance, they underestimate the weak person in front of them because they're going to strike with no mercy and they're not going to think. They're not going to use their head. They're going to use their gut. But that's Cobra not true. Babies. It's for, 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 for dumb... It's not always <laughs> true, though, because Miguel won All-Valley Champ. Yeah, because, 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 because get he cheated. Get fucked. Because he fought we dishonorably. Have <laughs> Daniel said it best, bro. Uh, Miguel fought dishonorably. So in my book, Rob, uh, Robbie won that one, bro. He won that one for sure, off top. I will say well, I miss Robbie's okay, so little man bun. Miyagi's way of teaching is very defense, and the way of Cobra Kai is very offense. It's very, like, strike first. And I think that's where it plays out, where, you know, it can go either way. Like, if you need to defend yourself, you can totally use Miyagi's ideas. But, like, if someone's coming after you with a knife, you better be Cobra Kai, like... <laughs> it all depends on where you're coming from as well. Well, like, I think I think at the end of the day, it really is more, um, like, um, it's strike first. It's like, um, in, in all the context Cobra Kai is applied to, it is when you intend to be the aggressor. When someone is coming at you with a, mm-hmm. with a knife, Miyagi-Do is a defensive strategy. You redirect that person. You you get their momentum. You you knock them off center, and then you uh respond, re- uh, give them retribution, not give them like a preemptive strike. And so I still think in almost any context, it really is just like maybe 
um, there is a balance to like being aggressive, being proactive in your pursuit. But like Miyagi Do really just does not seem like it has any flaws and and applicability. As long as you're on it enough that you don't get hit the first time, then like it's perfectly fine to then play defensively. And that's all Miyagi Do really does train you so you don't get hit that first time. And you Dude, are you training in Miyagi Do? Are you? Are you a Miyagi Do student? Are you training with Danny LaRusso? <laughs> am, I tra- am I training? <laughs> Chill the fuck. What? Well, I'm, just, I'm just saying. It just really looks so like So passionate. That. Because, bro, Cobra Kai is always wrong. <laughs> They're always wrong. Well, I think we've touched on it a couple of times, but the show really does have this um, unsung, you know, theme of balance, right? I mean, it's Mm -hmm. very present in Miyagi-Do's teachings, but if you, like, peel back a little bit, you know, like, Danny and Johnny balance each other out in their own weird ways, even when towards the end when they're starting to kind of somewhat get along. Yeah, you know, it's all about trying to figure out, yeah, it's trying to figure out that balance because light or shadows cannot exist without light and light cannot, you know, exist yeah. without shadows. Certainly, certainly. And like most definitely while I certainly in, in, in my life and uh, in uh, most of the time when I, uh, ascribe a, a team whenever I join a side in any kind of fictional conflict. I choose the more optimistic, the more uh, humanitarian side of, side of it. I do see a more, I, I do see the validity in a, in a pragmatist that would come out of Cobra Kai. It just is, uh, I don't like them. I don't like to cut their jibs. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, they kicked out our boy Johnny at the end, so I don't even know why you still defended him. Like, you know, they're well, all garbage now. They're all garbage. My boy Johnny's alone. <laughs> well, let's get into it because the first season starts with Johnny essentially getting to the lowest of the low, refusing a pity check from his stepfather, and he decides to resurrect Cobra Kai because he misses karate. He wants to feel something again. He res- he resurrects it and you know, Miguel is his first student because he's this kid that was getting beat up and Johnny saves him and it's cute or whatever. And they start training at Cobra Kai. Cool. Danny LaRusso, on the other hand, is using this karate shtick to sell cars in the valley, in Encino. Bonsai trees. <laughs> sorry to interrupt you so soon. I just, I just feel like, uh, you know, there's, there's a tinge of bias I'm, I'm seeing here. You're describing my boy... Uh, he, Johnny am I was, wrong? Johnny he has a he. Well, like, I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, my boy Danny's getting a little bit more uh, more of your criticism, a little bit of a harder critique. I think I feel. Well, I'll because stop, because Danny Danny is not innocent here. He is also an aggressor in a lot of situations. For someone who was trained by Miyagi, who should have let things roll off his back like a hey, fucking water off a duck's back, he, he doesn't. He's hot-headed. He's hot-headed. Yes, both of the adult males in this show are hot-headed. 
They both are. And it is at the detriment of children. They are putting children's lives in the fucking balance because two grown men, Johnny and Danny, cannot settle a feud from the 80s. You know, you know. Because Cobra Kai gets <laughs> resurrected. Daniel isn't really tight with it, but he lets it go. And then he hears that Sam's boyfriend got beat up by the dude who opened Cobra Kai, and it reignites the feud. Danny had every opportunity, just like Johnny, to stop giving a shit. But they don't. They're both very prideful men, which is a major theme in this show, about how their pride gets the better of them. And it doesn't just hurt them it hurts the fucking people around them. You know, because yeah. this isn't Karate Kid anymore. This is an adult television show. No, you got you got a point there. You got a point there. But like, if I can if I can rebuttal that at least a little bit, while this might not be a wise saying for my boy Miyagi, you know, I, I feel like I feel like just just um, just the same amount of wisdom came from came from the person who made this quote. Um, I think it goes a little something like this. Uh, 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 fuck them kids. Uh, I think it goes a little <laughs> bit like that. You know, I, I feel like that's really what we should be thinking about when we're watching Cobra Kai. It's just like, you know, fuck them kids, bro. Let's just, let's just, just see how this goes. Let's just see how this goes. I feel like the kids also play, like, a big part in how Johnny and Daniel can get along because, like, they have moments where they are getting along and everything's fine, and then something happens between the kids, and they're like, "Well, fuck the kids, you! Like, yes. this is all your fault." It's like if these kids didn't fucking, yes. probably like put aside their differences. <laughs> it's also incredibly scandalous that Robbie's living at Daniel's house. I think yes. it's very nice that Daniel did what he did, but that is so scandalous. <laughs> like, so when I saw Robbie back at his dad's house at the end of season two. I was about it because like Johnny made mistakes in his past, but the whole point of Johnny's character is that everyone deserves a second chance. Everyone deserves a second wind, Yeah, you know, and he wants to create a relationship with his son because at the end of the day, I feel like a lot of this show had to do with fatherhood yeah. and, and being a parent. Yeah. I mean, Johnny had a fucked up stepfather, and he also had a fucked up karate instructor in Crease. Crease was incredibly abusive. He was a terrible person. He still is a terrible person. And he didn't know any better, so he couldn't be a father. And now here he is trying to fix it. And then you have Danny, who also was lacking a father figure, and he found it in Miyagi. And since Miyagi is dead, R.I.P., Daniel is trying to reconcile that in his life and through his love of karate and also, you know, sharing that love with his with his daughter, with other people yeah. to like, like sort of honor him. On his relationship with his wife, though. Oh, like, yes, yeah, it does. Yeah. He just doesn't know how to balance everything out. And mm -hmm. it ends up putting a big strain on his relationship with his wife. And then also, it's like, you gotta wonder how his, his son feels. Like, his son is very, like, in the background in this show, but at the same time, it's like, <laughs> if I were his son, I'd be like, well, shit, like, why doesn't he ask me first if I want to do this stuff? He always he goes did. to He did! 
He asked he asked his son in the first season if he wanted to do karate with him instead of going to summer camp. And the kid wow. looked at his fucking video game and said, fuck off. Yeah, Danny's kid Danny at every tried. opportunity. At every opportunity, yeah. he's all like, hey, son, how about you stop playing that video game and you learn some real karate? And he's all like, ah, oh, no, dad, fuck you. When's breakfast? <laughs> Really, like, it just is, ah, oh, bro, that, that's a rough buddy. <laughs> that, that is a rough buddy. Yeah, like, um, that, that, that is just, like, really, like, as, as, like, we dive deeper into the two men, it really is just, like, they, they are foils. They, they are perfect foils, like, um, while, at, at this point, both of, like, um, uh, fucking, both of Johnny's failed father figures are still out here kicking about, in his life in some capacity, either through just, like, mild existence elsewhere or just, like, actively uh, getting up into his business and ruining it. Um, my boy Danny had, like, p- two pretty good father figures who all died at some point, left him to, like, figure shit out on his own. And I, th- I think, like, e- even in their absence, they, like, left a good enough foundation for him to build upon to become, like, um... The kind of at least semi well adjusted person that he is throughout the show, and yeah, um, it really is just like I, I want the best for Johnny. At the end of the day, I want him to truly clean himself up in a way that is healthy, because when he meets up with his friends near the middle of season two, it really is just like they're all like, "Yo, bro, you brought back Cobra Kai? Are you serious? Are you are, are you dead ass?" <laughs> Which like, makes no. you realize that, that, like, they realized that it was a toxic situation as well. Like, yeah, they like, were in it, and they were, like, it, it, especially in the first movie, they were so into it, and, like, you can see them, they're all riding around on the motorcycles, and they all have the same red jacket, and they're a crew. And to have that moment when they're like, are you sure you want to, like, hang out with Kreese again? Are you sure you want to uh, resurrect Cobra Kai? It's very obvious that they all felt that it was a toxic relationship with Cobra Kai and it's interesting to see that aspect well Sarah how does it feel like watching Cobra Kai and does it change your opinions about the first movie or does it change your opinions about Danny or Johnny um a little bit I feel like um Johnny sees Cobra Kai as, like, an elite club that only the cool kids can enter. And his eyes are kind of opened up by Miguel, like, no, we're both losers and we need people in order to pay rent. So he kind of grows on me from there. Um, mm-hmm. Daniel Daniel kind of comes off as, like, insecure in some ways. Um yeah. Like, he, he feels like he has to retaliate every single time that he sees Johnny do something. And, like, in the first one, it was the other way around, where, like, oh, something's happening, and I'm just trying to, like, you know, get through high school. And now you see, like, Danny actually taking action, and, like, it's the whole billboard scene where he, like, throws a fucking bit, and he gets his, his rent yeah. like... 
that yeah absolutely and and that's the thing about that scene that was so selfish because Mm -hmm. he wasn't just impacting johnny he impacted every other store in that strip mall yeah yeah that was pretty fucked up i mean danny is still danny but they're grown men making dumbass decisions because they're still in this petty feud yeah. Yeah, and I just think that, like, um, what's it? How many times have they hung out? Basically, this time, uh, three times in the show. The first time when, um, like they're at the car lot together. The second time when they're getting drinks because uh, t- uh Lou destroys um Johnny's car, and then like the last time with the uh, mutual date at the uh, at the uh, Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. I think they just need one more time. They just need one more time to like hang out where they where they just. To break down the plot of the first movie, and you're like, okay, this is where we disagree. This is where we agree. We're going to really hash this out, figure it out. Because they really just need to come to terms equally on what happened. Because as long as they're on two different pages, it's it's, just going to constantly be this way. Well, I think that they've tried to do that. Well, no, it's it's at this point where, like, um, uh, uh, Cyber's right. Like, it's... um, they their pride refuses to let them meet at that level like uh they both have their side of the story and then when they when they meet and they see which pages are on they refuse to see how they could shift it to like a mutual understanding they're like not this is what are you talking about This, this is the reading of the story every time one of them comes to the other and confronts the other about some some misgiving that has recently happened in their life Either there's, like, a, a flat-out, I have no idea what you're talking about, so it yeah. must be bullshit kind of response to it. Uh-huh. Or it's just like, yeah, I did that, but you know what? I bet you deserved it. And it's just like, that is just not, <laughs> that's just not um, how... It's just a comedy of errors. Like, yeah. it's just, it's unfortunate that they keep having these miscommunications. But the miscommunication and the the lack of trying to understand or empathize with the other is what's leading them down this very toxic path. Now, before we we talk about the culmination of their toxicity towards one another, um, I want to break down each of the characters. Um, Sarah, who was who your favorite character from the show? I'm curious. I love Robbie. He's just a soft boy and he's just trying to survive <laughs> and he makes mistakes but he actually like feels genuine remorse for a lot of them and he shows the most growth out of everybody in the series I feel so you said this in your notes and I completely agree with you because while I was watching the show I kept saying oh my god he looks like the poor kid from <laughs> boy meets world yes! <laughs> he looks like <laughs> Sean, dude. And he also looks like Jared Leto in My So-Called Life. He just, he just embodies the 90s boy. But it's like, yeah, or like uh, the dude from Scream, the boyfriend. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's the hair and the kind of like bad boy, pretty boy aura he's got going on, but I completely yeah. agree with you. What about you, Les? Yeah, yeah, what's it, um, man... Near the start, near the start, Miguel was my guy. He was my dude. But then, like you know, he had his corruption arc going on. Uh, so like he had to go his own way. And it really, and it really was kind of Robbie for a while. Like um, 
if I'm not picking between the two principal middle-aged dudes, like, Robbie really was just like, um, I get, like, Jack from Titanic vibes from him. Oh, I get, like, I um, can see that. Yeah, like, um, uh, whenever, like, back when he was, uh, at the, and, like, I forget which episode it was, but, like, in the opening when he's, like, at the skate park and he's just practicing the ultimate two-kick kung fu move from season one, <laughs> um, like, the way, the way his hair's going, I'm all like, this man just plucked himself right out of the 90s and is walking around mid-2010s like that's a thing you can fucking do. <laughs> I was just like, and there's just like a charm. There, 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 there was a charm yeah. to him. And like, even even when like he was doing the kind of dumb like soap opera, I'm gonna just do this weird lie bullshit, it was only for like a microsecond in like, you know, um serialized time like it was all like very quick he was like hey yo by the way i fucked up i fucked up my bad i'm sorry um and it was just so convenient that by that point like uh his girlfriend had like a way worse thing going on so you know like she can't really complain too hard on him um so yeah robbie robbie really was i appreciate his growth i appreciate the kind of energy that they were coming into it like i can really get behind a character who has uh, especially a young man who has to deal with an absentee father and how he has to navigate that. I feel like, um, in some ways, like, we have yet to really, um, dive in as deep as I want to with, um, like, his dynamic with his, uh, father, particularly. Um, well, like his he's... mom's a piece of shit. Oh. Holy fucking oh. hell, dude. I don't know picks about up and leaves. I... I don't know if I'm gonna wow. say. It. I don't know if I'm gonna say all that. I'm not gonna say it. No, she is just as complicit. Well, because, in because, because, because where I'm... Robbie is now, she was an absent mother. Well, like, okay, 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 okay. See, here's the thing. She's I'm telling gonna... him that like the rent's gonna be paid and, and he's gonna be fine, and then like the power gets turned off. He doesn't have any food in the fridge. The power like... gets turned off, and that's when he starts living with Daniel. And then she goes when she finally comes back from fucking Cabo. She asks the Larussos to keep him for longer because she's going to rehab. Yeah, she's making. I'm glad she's changes. bettering herself. But what the fuck, dude? Like, what's it? Her life is a fucking mess. I just I don't, yes. I don't, I don't and she's ruining like, this poor kids in the process of it. Like, like, okay. At the end of the day, we're all gonna deal with like people just naturally deal with like bullshit, and we're gonna have to naturally understand that not everyone can't always be the best parent. Well, that's uh, the well, point of the show, is it license. not? The point of the show is that not everything is this black and white. Yeah, and so Johnny and Lawrence so, is not a total villain. Yeah, yeah, and, and so I'm looking at Daniel his... Larusso is not this perfect underdog. I mean, that's the whole point of the show. Oh well, yeah, I'm following you. I'm just saying, like when when it comes down to, particularly, I'm of like a little bit of Robbie's energy, where like um, there there was a moment in the. Uh, earlier earlier episodes when um his father comes to him and says hey it's like three o'clock where's your mom oh wait i know and like he's low-key talk no no he's high-key talking shit and like uh robbie just shuts him down he's like fuck you bro don't talk shit and legit that is that is my energy i'm all like bro this this man this man knows even even when your mom is wrong like you got, you got, you got, you got to understand that she got so much pressure. You got, she got so much pressure on her. 
And like I'm, and so I guess I'm, I'm a little more willing to forgive it, especially since like it ended with her just saying like, "Yo, I realized my fucking problem," and being absent to allow you to bond with Daniel for the sake of the show. I understand that I got my problems. I gotta exit again for the sake of the show. And I'm like, facts, props, 100%. So I, so I really can't just judge judge her that hard. Like, she she is responsible for my boy's fucked up spot, him having his shitty friends as as much as um, Johnny is. But like, I, I I just can't do it. I just can't. I just can't get down on her like that. I just can't get down on her like that. That's just a personal thing. That's fine. I personally think she's a piece of shit. Um, no, I do. I do. I mean, it's easy to give father shit. I had an absent father. I had a piece of shit father. But I got very fortunate with my mother because she's a great single. She was a great single mother. But I've seen people that have dealt with situations like Robbie who have two absent parents and what turns what they turn into. And I just think she sucks. (laughs) I think all of the adults in the show suck in one way or another because life fucking sucks. There's a lot of points in this show where I fucking cried because I was like, why is this happening? Why are we doing this? Why am I watching this show? (laughs) And that brings me to another character. Speaking of pieces of shit, uh, motherfucking Hawk. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Alright, good change of pace Good change of pace It got a little heavy on the last one I can just tear into this man easy Um, what's it? Yeah, fucking Just to quote Sam Just cause you got a sob story Don't mean that you can be a fucking bully, bro Like, that dude That dude, seriously just, Just went off the deep end I was looking at him Like, first time he pulled up With his, like, ginger Uh, ginger redhead fucking the, the lip scar and he was kind of reminding me of uh jerome from gotham a little bit i was all like oh where are we gonna go like is this man gonna be is this man gonna be on the side of angels or is he gonna fucking go down some dark paths and he and he goes down the dark path not with the with more charisma than i thought he would for sure um but yeah bro like since since he kicked uh robbie in the arm after at, like the first valley uh, Arena tournament. I was like, nah, fuck this dude. This dude's trash. This dude's garbage. And then he abandons his friend Dimitri. Yeah. Fuck Dimitri. Dimitri is the worst fucking character to ever be put to fucking television. No, fuck that kid. That is the one thing that I am so passionate about. This show is how much I hate. He might have. He might have shitty. He rides off the coattails of other people's success, and then he doesn't put in the fucking effort. Bruh, so lazy. He talks mad mm-hmm. shit about Sam Tarly. Who the fuck are you to talk shit about Sam Tarly? Sam Tarly killed the Nightwalker. Exactly, Sam especially Tarly. when Bruh. he is Go the ahead. Sam Tarly. Get the fuck out of here. You ain't no Jon Snow. Bruh. Get out of here, Dimitri. He, did, he, he didn't say he was Jon Snow. He said he, he compared himself to Sam Tarly. So he, when he was putting himself down, he put Sam down. It was a mutual attack, bro. Mm-hmm. He took damage from that, too. At any rate... Yeah, Dimitri with his references, he does get a little bit annoying. I gotta say, I'm all like, man, I'm not even like this. I don't I, like just <laughs> just live in real life for a second. But like, Dimitri, he's also a teenager though too. Like you gotta think yeah. back that yeah. like 
he he's very much into fandoms. He's very lazy. He's very much a procrastinator. Like he's the epitome of like the shitty teenager. But well, as that's far the thing. As, like, I don't think could, I don't think he's lazy. I don't think he's lazy. In, he like, for sure is lazy. He is he the epitome of lazy. Okay, he's Get lazy. Out of here. Any type of work. Enough. He's lazy. This he's is trash. Lazy. He's lazy in aspects of his life. But like, he's what, trash. What, when... Next. Next. Hawk. <laughs> Let's go back to Hawk because Hawk is a piece of shit. They, they but are. he's also not black and white to me because he keeps it G-code. He rides or dies for Cobra Kai. G- so like even when they were at Coyote Creek and he loses, he's like... He talks to Miguel the next day, and he says, um, we were enemies for, for a day. Cobra Kai is for life. Well, 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 and I was like, let's go. Let's go. That's part of every, every time Miguel, Miguel got into that fight with Robbie and fucking Sam and whatever, fucking Hawk went in there, ride or die, ready to go for his friend. Uh, I'm sorry, but that, that, that's part of the reason I don't like Hawk. That's part of the reason I dislike Hawk. His values are so tied up in this, uh, like, my boy Dimitri's in the best, this gang that he's in, that he's like, oh, bro, I'm just gonna... They're gonna all set all tripping. They're like, all set tripping. You're not telling me that Miyagi-Do ain't fucking set tripping when they're in there? When they almost, went to the mall? He, he almost, when they went to the roller rink? Get the fuck out nah, of here. Nah, okay. No oh, 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 when they went to the roller rink? When they went to the roller rink? Fucking Tori was starting some shit with my girl Sam. My girl Sam retaliates. Because Sam accused her of stealing. Sam is a fucking prissy ass princess bitch. Okay, okay. In her defense, she literally just talked about stealing. Like, it was so casual before. Honestly, if, if like, I'm her and I don't know about uh, Robbie's old old boys who used to run shit. Like, she's the obvious suspect. She's the obvious suspect who stole my mom's shit. Like, I don't think Sam fucks everything up. Sam's just a horrible character. She, she has this whole, like, love triangle going on between Robbie and Miguel, and she, like, brings, brings another guy in, and she doesn't tell her parents that she was in a car accident or anything. She's just mm-hmm. a horrible character. Fucking car accident, bro. That was messed up. Also... Before we before we move on, I do want to say that I'm totally fucking surprised that Mr. Miyagi is a Medal of Honor recipient. Wasn't that wasn't that a part? I of- mean, he's so fucking old that Mr. Miyagi is older than the actor who played him. I hope you guys realize that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Mr. Miyagi was old enough to fight in World War One and <laughs> World War Two and Korea, <laughs> like. This motherfucker was old as shit. I I thought that was one of the funnier story facts. It's well, like, damn, this dude's old as hell. Nah, he. When I when I saw the Medal of Honor, I thought that was like, wasn't that a thing in the first movie? Didn't they didn't they show that in like the first movie or something? Maybe for like a split second. I don't know. They yeah. they spent a lot of time explaining like, um his wife and everything, what happened with her. and But yeah. I, I don't know if they really elaborated on the fact that he's, like, um, you know, a veteran, a, veteran yeah. of, a veteran of that extent. <laughs> fighting in all of the <laughs> wars. 
Well, well, I imagine I imagine you'd get multiple medals of honor if you got if you find different wars. I don't think it would be like you find all the wars. Here's one medal. No, no, but that's my point. Which war did he get it from? I'm, 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 was it World War One? Was it World War Two? He was old enough for all of them. Oh, we have yeah. no clarification of when I, he was a war. I feel vet. like I feel like just for like thematic resonance, it'd probably be World War Two. It'd probably be World War Two. Boring. It should be World War One. Eighteen-year-old, <laughs> eighteen-year-old Miyagi in the trenches, bro. Bruh. Let's go. But that's the thing. Like he would be like, wouldn't he be in Japan at that point? <laughs> like he did live right. a good amount of his life in Wait. Japan. <laughs> yeah. Go I ahead, think he's supposed to be Chinese. I don't think he's Japanese. I think that's oh, another no. Thing. He's he's no. He's Japanese. Is he okay? Why did I karate think is Japanese? Yeah. By the way, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is something I did not know. I didn't know karate was Japanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. karate's Japanese, kung fu. But there's also different. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's different fighting styles. And that come and from the do, the Miyagi do that he does, mm-hmm. is like you know the whole balance kind of like really zen Japanese style, more common in Japan. Yeah, in yeah. that area. Yeah, so, like, it um, makes sense. And, and and if you're ever if you're ever confused, like really just like looking around, like a lot of um, how the Miyagi Do dojo, um, there's like a lot of the rising sun imagery, and so like um, that shit just clears it up immediately. That yeah, this man this man's uh, from Nippon. All right, you guys. So before we give the show a rating, I definitely want to talk about. How season two ended. It ends on this, like, climactic, intense, high school karate brawl. Like, some anime-level shit. It was amazing. And you see that shit, that shit, the the, the way that ended up, I'm all like, how are you gonna, how are you gonna with your whole chest say this is the best show of 2020? I loved it. these kids fight up the stairs. <laughs> they fight up yes. the stairs. Um, yes. My boy, Miguel, he's just like, oh, bro, I'm going I'm to give you mercy now after I've been beating your ass for, like, I don't know, fucking five minutes. And Robbie three. kicks him and over then, the ledge. And then my boy pulls off one combo and my boy flies off. Two okay, that, flights, bro. That Two. slow-mo was painful to watch. It was yeah. hilariously, like, Dragged out, yeah. Like how long he? Was I chalk it all for. up. Honestly, imagine I chalk it all up to being a YouTube original. Yeah, you know, yeah. like they only had so much money to work with. Again, Cobra Kai is campy. Yeah, it is a campy show. If you don't like camp, go the fuck away. No, no, no. <laughs> it is. It is a campy show. Karate Kid is a campy underdog story. No, but like I'm just saying that shit, I that just shit was like good. Seeing... That shit was like a clash of tones. It was like yes, totally... I like seeing real life anime shit. When Hawk pulled up out of the fucking hallway, ready to go, screaming with his whole chest, I was like, he's going fucking full like, Super Saiyan like... right now. Let's go, let's go. Tori out here, Tori out here trying to cut a bitch. Like really just yes. going and being like, I'm gonna leave. Like. Face scars. I'm gonna go and Because they're your, set tripping, bro. They're in. They're in dojo gangs, dude. Yeah, I was all like, sincerely, when my boy like, imagine how fucked up. Like, now that I'm thinking about it, imagine how like 
just like more, just more, more disturbing, more uncomfortable it would have been if instead of that slow mo shot while uh, Miguel is falling, if he's over the edge, they immediately cut to him hitting the railing and falling onto the floor. That should be ooh ah, that would be oh my god, bro. Cause like well, Sarah, I know that you said that Sam is what your least favorite character. Do you want to explain how this whole High school okay, backyard fight. Okay, okay, okay. I need to defend my girl Sam before you before you guys start trashing her, bro. Because it's ridiculous. You don't need okay. to defend shit. She's a shitty character, all right? She, nah, nah, because Tori, Tori, she can't, can't make, Tori, Tori she did this. Tori did this. Tori did this. I swear they to all God, did it. she did this. She's the whole. She's the one who instigated this whole shit. No, it is a mutual thing, dude. Not but like it was a, a mutual instigation, dude. No, okay. It, she she only she only kissed Miguel after after they broke up one time, bro. One time compared to other fucking uh, what's it, sitcomy fucking uh, soap opera stories, bro. That shit that that shit's fucking baby beans, bro. No no need for an entire gang okay, war that takes but up. They're- Okay. They're in high school, and they're all part of a fucking karate dojo that's already tripping with one another. So, yeah, nah. they're both complicit in what happens. So, Sarah, but, 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 would you like to lead into this? Yeah, if I get a moment. Um, so, dude, just the fact that she is with Robbie. She she's made the decision that she's gonna be with Robbie because she doesn't like what Cobra Kai has turned Miguel into. And now all and Robbie's totally cool. He hasn't done anything to like upset her. He hid the fact that he found the Medal of Honor by Miguel giving it to him, but like whatever. I don't know if that was like to keep something from happening or what. Um they didn't really explain why he hid it. Oh no 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 he said um, fact- he said later he he hid that so that she wouldn't uh, give my boy Miguel any points. Miguel points, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. He was, he was feeling re- a little insecure. A little insecure baby boy. Well, he's allowed to feel insecure. He's got a shitty mommy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. She's, she's very indecisive. She's creating this love triangle between Miguel and Robbie. She has one guy living at home, and now she's got to go and kiss some other girl's boyfriend and then she gets called out for it and it turns into this fucking war in the middle of the high school halls where two adults get fucking just like Leave. Like <laughs> <teenagers>. <laughs> the teacher literally goes, I don't get paid enough for this and walks away. Like facts. this is some Great hardcore facts. shit going on. Facts, but though. she starts the whole thing. She starts the whole thing. She I she gets I think I still think she... it's Johnny and Danny who mm-hmm. start the whole thing. It's really Johnny and Danny's fight. And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier that their feud doesn't just impact them, right? Because mm-hmm. I think that they're both grown enough to be able to deal with it. Yeah. But they're now affecting their children. Danny's daughter walks away with fractured ribs, like fucked up face. Miguel, who is like Johnny's son, is we don't know. I mean, he's obviously he's got to be paralyzed at this point. He broke his neck doing karate. 
because Johnny and Danny couldn't get along. And now this kid's life hangs in the balance. Robbie is MIA. Nobody knows where he is. Yeah, bro, because fucking he accidentally fucking uh, Darth Vader someone, bro. It's, it, it's rough. It's rough when it happens. It's rough when that happens. <laughs> he and used the high ground to really, his advantage. Yeah, uh, this he, is all really it. because two grown men couldn't get along. And you know what? Yeah. I agree with that. As long as we're not blaming Sam out here, I agree with no. that. <laughs> I, I really think that Sam is just a product of her father's um, childlike behavior in this feud. And Johnny as well. Johnny is responsible for pushing Robbie away, for making Miguel more aggressive to a certain extent. I still Favoring think Miguel is like almost. a... Well, yeah, but also, like, he didn't have a lot of time to be in his son's life, which he chose to do. He's still a piece of shit for that, but he's trying to rebuild that relationship. It's just a little bit awkward and hard because Robbie's already developed a relationship with his rival, right? And now, at the end of season two, everything just feels like it's crumbling, and and Kreese is now operating Cobra Kai, that's the problem with those handshake deals. <laughs> uh, so, you guys, what uh, what do you guys want to see in the third season? I know that a portion of it was filmed in Okinawa, which I think is dope. I want to see what happens with Ali and Johnny. Yeah, they were teasing that the whole season. <laughs> You know, see, 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 that's neat. That's neat. What, what, what I want to see, what I want to see. Um, one, I want my boy, I want my boy Miguel to get through um my uh physical rehabilitation because I'm because I know he can't be dead. They ain't gonna let a body drop over Miyagi Do and Cobra Kai. The writers won't do that shit. <laughs> that should be crazy. I don't know. Um, and who knows? And, and when and when and when he pulls up. You know, people won't be expecting him to be all like, "Oh, you gonna really run this shit, bro? You really, you gonna tear apart Miyagi Do?" But he's all like, "Nah, bro, because I fucked up. Because we fucked up and we was wrong." And you gonna join the superior Miyagi Do dojo. My boy, my boy, uh, Robbie's gonna be MIA for a bit. You know, he's gonna be running like Bucky. But you know, um, he's gonna pull back up. <laughs> running like Bucky. <laughs> yeah, bro. That's awesome. But, but he's gonna come back after a fucking vagabond journey. He might meet like a sewer sensei or some shit. Who knows? <laughs> I'm expecting. I'm expecting only the best. And then he's gonna be all like, I'm he'd be sh-. like a teenage mutant ninja turtle. <laughs> he'd be all like, I'm- get his own splitter. <laughs> Yeah, yes. yeah, he'll come back. He'll be all like, "I learned from this man in, in in the sewer system, bro. I was wrong. I'm sorry, bro. I struck out of aggression. Yo, Cobra Kai energy infected me. So that was really on you. But you know what? I'm gonna apologize anyway because I'm a bigger dude. And you know, we'll we'll go from there. My boy Danny will obviously be the best sensei again. Uh, three seasons in a row, off top. And um, y- y- y'all stop dogging d- uh, Sam. That's probably gonna happen in season three. I think. I think that's all gonna happen. I think it's gonna be we're gonna be in for a good season. Um, what was it? I really want to see. <laughs> I really want to see Miguel recover, right, and yeah. go through like some sort of recovery training. That's hopes and wishes. That I know that that's 
a far-fetched hope and wish, but I would like to see him come back. Uh But I think that through this, the course of this traumatic event, since Johnny no longer has Cobra Kai, I want to see him and Danny work together and come together under the banner of Miyagi-Do and take down Kreese's Cobra Kai. Yeah, that's really what I want to see. I also think Hawk is going to become what Kreese always hoped Johnny would be. I think that's ah, going to be another thing yeah. where yeah, Hawk like... is going to take over the role of what Miguel kind of was, but really what, you know, Kreese's wet dream is for Cobra Kai. And then yeah. yeah, because he really I is think, uh, Cobra Kai's number one gunner at this point. I think now. we're going to have a lot of flashbacks from the second film, too, because that one took place in Okinawa as well. Yes, yes. Yeah, All right, you guys. What I want to hear, how many, you know, karate chops are you going to give this show out of 10? How many karate chops out of 10? Give me the karate chops. Um, well, I'm let Sarah start first. I'm I'm, 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 I'm waiting for the, this is going to be the showstopper. Um, I'm going to give it 6 out of 10 karate chops. It was cheesy. It was fun to watch. It was easy to watch. I watched it in one day. Um, I... It just, it like I said earlier before, it just felt like if ABC Family was trying to make an HBO TV show, <laughs> it just, it, like, sometimes it just tried a little too hard, and I think that's where it lost me at some points. Yeah. All right, Les, how about you? You know, Sarah, I was expecting you to rate it a little higher. I was expecting <laughs> you to be a little higher. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, Cheese, cheese aside, all that nonsense aside, because I most definitely binge watch the whole thing back to back to back, and you got to be of a certain quality to do that. But at the end of the day, when, when, when we keep breaking down just just what this show is, it really is. I got to agree with Sarah. It's like a it's six karate chops out of ten. Not to say that that ain't solid. I most definitely watch like ten seasons of some dumb shit like that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing if season three is going to blow it out of the park, bro. I'm truly Sweet. wondering what Netflix is going to do. I am genuinely giving this show eight karate chops out of ten. It is like comfort food for me. It is like, I feel like it's going to be one of those shows for me that I'll be able to watch nonstop. And not a lot of shows can do that for me. Like Breaking Bad is one of them. True. Game of Thrones used to be one of them, yeah, but yeah. yeah, we're not talking about that. But there's o- there's only a handful of shows and anime that I could watch over and over again, and Cobra Kai is definitely one of those shows for me. I think it's but definitely. Thank one of those you so shows. much for coming. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, Give me your thoughts. Um, Give me I was your thoughts. Just gonna say, um, I think it's definitely one of those shows where like you can watch again and like find things that you didn't see the first time around so i will give yeah, you that right. it is a rewatchable show but i will let you continue on with your outro <laughs> i'm sorry oh I'm no just... <laughs> no i i'm just looking at the time and we are now at an hour and 10 minutes Nice, you guys. Nice, nice. Solid. No, we've gone on for, like, two hours. (laughs) No, I mean, that's, like, good. Like, we usually do go on for, like, Oh, yeah, 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 no. That's, like, a new record. Like, we we got it in at, like, a reasonable time. (laughs) We got it. We got it. Exactly. We're growing up. Uh, You guys... 
let the people at home know where they can find you. What are you putting out into the universe right now? Sarah, we're going to start with you, our little podcast veteran. Um, so as, if you've watched the other, not watched, if you've listened to the other podcasts, you know that I am making music. Well, guess what? Making music costs a shit ton of money. Um, if you want to help me out with that, I am selling clothes on Depop. I am also on Instagram at the cosmic punk so just look up at the cosmic punk on instagram or depop and it's all repurposed clothing i thrift everything i dye everything i embroider everything paint everything just buy it so i can make music and then you can listen to it all right les where can they find you where to find me well, well, first off, before I can get into my outro, I gotta say, I'm curious about this music, but I gotta give it a listen after the end of this podcast. But, uh, yeah, um, where y'all can find me? At the moment, um, I'm trying to semi regularly put out art on, uh, Twitter, twitter.com. You can find me at Lucky Star Lord. Um, uh, pretty sure that probably was, uh, typed out or something at some point. So, yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all know how that shit's spelled. It's cool. Or y'all can find me at uh, Twitch. I occasionally stream there, too, at Lucky Star Lord. And that's about it, really. Sweet. Well, I'm your host, Shannon. You guys can find me on Twitch at CyberShannon with two N's at the end. And you can also find me on Twitter by the same name. As always, everybody's links will be in the show notes down below. But thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for listening. And have a great, great night. Great day.